This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's Jay Scott, and it's the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Me Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. And don't forget, we're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, great network of music-related podcasts. You can find them at pantheonpodcast.com, as well as all social media platforms at Pantheon Pods, Instagram, Threads, Twitter, and Facebook. And check out the official Metallica podcast on the platform, too, as well. Pretty uh, big deal for... Pantheon to have the official Metallica podcast and all the other great rock podcasts that are music podcasts, I should say, that are part of that platform. You can also check out the Hook Rocks at all four of those social media platforms, threads, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Hook Rocks. Please check out that. Set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episodes right to your phone, as well as to enjoy all the previous episodes. We just had our Top albums of the year, a top 25 in two parts, about four hours of discussion. We welcomed in Matt Wake talking about Robert Plant and why he doesn't want to do a reunion with Led Zeppelin. Various reasons, many reasons for that, and we get into it. We also had Todd Damakerns, great interview with him. He's getting ready to go back on the road, or maybe when you're listening to this, he's already on the road with Slash, with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And Joe Satriani talking the G3 tour, his tour after that with Steve Vai, and, of course, the big Sammy Hagar tour coming up this year, paying tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Lots of other shows along the way, so please check out those. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on every podcast platform that you listen to The Hook Rocks on. And you can enjoy all these episodes. We've got 
550 episodes and some change. We've been doing this for four years. It's going to be a great year in 2024. And we're welcoming today another repeat guest, our music insider, the glorious, the wonderful Christian Eagle. How are you? Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, always fun to drop in and do the quarterly biz report. It's awesome. Hey, the Metallica pod. That sounds good. Uh, just so you know, I got to tell you right off the bat, I'm like, I'm so far behind on listening to everybody's podcast, uh, like since July of last year, because uh, I opened a bed and breakfast and uh, that's all I've been doing. So I hate to say it, I'm really sorry. I'm like a little bit out of the loop on all the pods, but I am going to listen to the end of the year. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, they do a great job, by the way. Hey, my suggestion is not only go to the place where you listen to podcasts, his podcast, go to all of them and like them on all the platforms and share them from all the platforms, right? You know? Couldn't have said it better, Christy. Couldn't have said it better. Great. Take that algorithm. She's not only a a bed and breakfast Airbnb owner, she's also a cheerleader in her spare time. So I enjoy that. Thank you very much. So. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, lots to talk about. As usual, (laughs) the music business never stops. The music industry never stops being run by a bunch of crud balls. And whether it's Live Nation, whether it's AI, whether it's record labels, record companies, tech companies, there's so much to get to in an hour with Christy that it's probably not going to. It's probably not going to happen. All of what we want to talk about. But we do this once a quarter, so check out all the previous episodes. With Christy, those issues never go away, whether it's TikTok, AI, Live Nation, record labels being jackasses. As, as sure as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, <laughs> record executives will always be douchebags. So <laughs> that being said, where do we begin? Where do you want to start? I don't know where you want to start. You wanna... Well, we can start with, since it's a new year, a new law passed in California, we can start with live nation if you'd like absolutely always yeah so um we got some updates on live nation but here in california uh bill was passed it's called the junk fee bill it goes into effect in july of this year 2024 and what it does is says that all kinds of um retail stores and outlets and people who do business now have to disclose all of their fees. There can no longer be any hidden fees and a receipt. And when you're purchasing something, including live events and music. And so Live Nation sells tickets. And now in California, starting in July, they're going to have to let you know when you're purchasing this ticket, all the fees. They can't hide them anymore. They have to spell out exactly what it is. And it's not going to lower prices probably, but it's a transparency law. And they and they do have to now tell everybody. I mean, you know, like when you buy a $125 ticket and you go to pay for it, it's $876, you know. And it just says fees at the bottom. They can't do that anymore. So it's a small victory. It's, you know, are they going to lower the prices? Maybe if everybody sees... How much they're charging for all this crazy shit. And remember, their CEOs and leaders and C-suites all got ginormous end-of-year bonuses. They got some of the highest out there. 
So if you want to know, well, our fees are really going, hmm, maybe we could do, you know, two plus two. I don't know. Yeah, that's always the case with these big conglomerates. The executives always win in the end. The top guys always win in the end. And I'm hoping that if nothing else, other states follow California. Right. More questions can be asked. Like, what does this mean? What does this fee mean? Why is this fee different on the amount based on the amount of the ticket price? Right. I mean, typically administrative fees should not be reflective on whether a ticket's 500 or whether it's 100. The fees should still be the same. It shouldn't be a percentage. No one's working harder, or I should say the computer and the, and the automatic printer and the stuff that sends it to your email is not working harder if it's a $500 ticket versus a $100 ticket. So the fees should all be the same regardless of the price. Exactly. That, well, one, it, it, right? Yeah, well, I think one of the um, conditions of the law, I'm not sure exactly the wording or anything, but addresses that. And what they're saying is that transparency is going to help. You know, that that's the whole gist of the law. Well, I, so, think it, I think it will, because like I said, we'll I hope see. I'm hoping there's more yeah. questions as a result of it. Well, yeah, they're going to try and limit the bots. They're saying, see, there's so what they're hoping with this is going to limit bots and um, that they're going to, they won't be able to artificially inflate the scarcity of the tickets and drive the price up. So we'll see. You know, that, yeah. that's a statement. I, I think getting the bots out of, of ticket purchasing is, I know, either it's really easy and they haven't done it because it's lucrative, I don't know, or they're going to be forced by law to do it. Well, hopefully something comes of it. They, you know, or they just say, okay, this is wrong. We're going to, you know, we're not going to rip off consumers. I don't know. We'll see. Well, all they'll, things never stop are, with we'll Live Nation. they'll never stop with Live Nation and Ticketmaster. Um, oh, I know. Always going to screw over the little guy. But again, mm-hmm. I mean, the price of ticket should not be reflective in the fees. The fees should be straight. I mean, whether you go, um, you know, if you go to a gas station, you've got three options for unleaded or regular you know, super unleaded, super duper unleaded, whatever the hell they call it. Diesel. You know, you're not your your gas price doesn't change by the type of car you have. No. Right. I mean, you're going to no. spend. You have a bigger tank. Tank. You're going to spend more money. It's not like you're going to spend. They're 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 instead of you spending two fifty a gallon. If you have a bigger tank and a more expensive car, it's not three fifty a gallon. So maybe that's not well, a analogy, but. We'll see. Well, yeah. You know, I'm just hoping consumers, you know, pick up on this and like question these fees, you know? Yeah. $27 transaction fee. What is a, tw- you know, $35 handling fee? What is a transaction versus a handling fee? I don't know. I hope people look at it and go, what are you, what are you charging me for? And call them and ask and, you right. know, right. take to social media and make some noise. I mean, you know, and speaking of making noise, another update here for Live Nation. Um, you remember the lawsuit that was filed by the fans of Taylor Swift, Person yeah. of the Year? <clears throat> uh, not quite a year ago. Well, it's been dissolved and nothing was mentioned. No 
that was it. It's been dissolved. There was no mention of a settlement or anything at all. Hmm. It just conveniently dissolved. And um, the other one from Taylor Swift and the lawyers is still slugging through court and or uh, pre-court to see where it goes, see if they have anything to stand on. So we'll find out. But it looks like nothing's going to happen on that front anytime soon. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And um, you have some news about Live Nation, I think. Yeah. Um, Back in the first part of November, an investor is filed a lawsuit against Live Nation, an investor in the company that alleges that he's not happy that they're taking part in anti-competitive practices. So people, you know, investors and companies like that usually aren't dumb people and filing a lawsuit against Live Nation. I hopefully it doesn't dissolve like the Taylor Swift one does. Yeah. I mean, so so we'll see where it goes. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens with this. But there's a lot of stuff going on with Live Nation. And I don't know where. The Judiciary Committee is in the Senate. Yeah. How that's moving forward. A lot of times there's space in between hearings and, you know, evidence is being gathered and investigations are being had. And I get that some of that stuff takes a while. Oh, well, I have an update on that. Okay. So in the last little hearing that they had um, was really to scold Live Nation for not producing documents. They've missed tons of deadlines. They have... Um, they're not giving the committee what's been asked for. So they had the hearing. I'm really surprised. They have a certain amount of time. <laughs> I mean, you guys can look it up and go in depth and, you know, read about it. But, you know, they, they called them to the carpet and they're like, hey, what's going on? You know, why don't we have these documents? We asked for them five months ago, four months ago, whatever it was. So, now, again, the ball is in Live Nation's court once again to hand over the documents so they can move forward. I hope this isn't because they're trying to delay to see if the Republicans win the Senate. And they think that if the Republicans win the Senate, that this will go away. I hope they're not doing it for that, but more likely they are. I mean, the election is 10 months away. Yeah, that's right. And a new president, whether he's elected or the existing president stays. It's the new a new president, a Republican president, is not going to take over until January twentieth. But the Senate can take over January first, right? Congress right. is much faster. So, and I've said this from the beginning: this is not a Democrat or Republican issue at all. And if they're waiting and trying to delay because they think they're going to get a pass or they think that this is going to stop. Well, we need to know why if that does happen. So, again, people, we need to pay attention. Again, this mm-hmm. isn't about Democrat, Republican. This is about you. However you vote, you're getting screwed. Okay? You're not. I mean, these fees are outrageous. These prices are outrageous. And we need to know why. And we need to know why they're they're engaging in these practices. This is the definition of a monopoly. Yeah. Tell me one other ticket or promoter like Live Nation exists in this country that 
has the amount of venues that Live Nation has, the amount of artists that Live Nation has, and you won't be able to answer because there is none. And the reason why is because there's exclusive agreements with venues and there's exclusive agreements with artists. So, for instance, if Taylor Swift signs on for Live Nation, she she has to play at Live Nation-only venues. Now, your first response and my first response is, well, just play at venues that aren't affiliated with Live Nation. Well, that's the thing. Live Nation has all the venues, like 85% of the venues, 80% of the venues, and they pretty much have all the big ones. So Taylor Swift's not going to play at a 500 per person or 500 capacity club. No, all the big venues are promoted by Live Nation, all the football stadiums, all the arenas. arenas. I mean, mm-hmm. there might be one or two here and there that isn't, but I don't know of any big huge locations that are not promoted by anyone else besides Live Nation. So And they make the venues book their artists and if they don't, they're not getting any Live Nation. Right. So this is mob like behavior, right? I mean it's basically you do as I say and if you don't, you're gonna be shackled with with you're gonna be boarded up with no acts that, that come through. And good luck. good luck with that. Good luck with, with trying to convince someone not to go at Live Nation because of what happens. This is like the the back in the day when and then in New York City when the, the mob ruled the roost and you had to pay an amount of money for protection. And if you went to someone else for protection, you would pay for it in other ways. And <clears throat> well. it's kind of the same way where you're paying for it where you're not going to get any of the big acts. Your place is going to be empty and it's going to be mm-hmm. sold then for rock bottom prices. And then who's going to sweep, sweep, uh, swoop in is Live Nation eventually and have one of their investors or have someone that they're aligned with buy that venue and they're going to be on Live Nation anyway. It's a dirty, yeah. dirty industry. Well, you know, if you look at it and you think about it, the mob really was, you know, they were vertically integrated. They were a vertically integrated company, you know, yeah. much like Live Nation. <laughs> vertically integrated so yeah and and they run like it i mean i I mean they sit up there and say they're not a monopoly but i'd like to have improved this i think they're struggling with that right that's why they're not forthcoming with their documents and they're going to be dragged up on capitol hill a few more times probably saying oh yeah we're working on it you know lawyer talk if you hear them speak if you I've been watching Senate hearings lately and um, the heads of companies, they don't say anything. They're like, oh, I don't know. That's somebody else. I'll have to get back to you. Oh, well, really? Um, No, I can't talk about that. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't recall. I mean, they don't say anything. They never answer. Right. So, And who's going to be the politician that steps in and says, listen. You know, this is a monopoly. And and if we break this up, it's going to be because your lack of answers and your lack of commitment to try to show us that you're not a monopoly. Exactly. I mean, again, this, I hate to do this. I hate to be, get on my soapbox. I'm just going to get on there for a little bit right now. Elected officials work for us. Okay. Not the big corporations, not the big conglomerates. And I've always said this, we've become way too tribal in our country, Republican versus Democrat. You should be for yourself 
and for the other people in this country, not the big companies, not the big corporations. So when you're voting, look at, I tell this to my son who just, who's going to be 19, who's going to be able to vote for the first time this year. I told him, don't be Republican, don't be Democrat. List your top 10 issues that are important to you and where each candidate stays or on where they're at on each issue. And if they align with you on the majority, you either vote for them, or if they don't align with you, you don't for vote for them. That's how you're supposed to vote. Right. You're not supposed to vote Republican just because they're Republican. You're not supposed to vote Democrat just because they're Democrat. So yeah. all I'm saying is, is like, when is the politician going to step in and says, fuck you, Live Nation, we want these documents because you're mm-hmm. headed towards even more pain if we break this up because we determine you as a monopoly. I mean, that's what I want to see as an American citizen, as a music fan, someone to step in and say, I understand that no one is entitled to go to a concert. No one is, you know, has to go to a concert or a sporting event. However, you've made the fees so ridiculous and so expensive that a lot of times it's not even an option for a lot of people. And it's be- and it, you see these executives getting these huge bonuses at the end of the year. You see these payouts to these bands and these artists be astronomical. And I get it. No one's entitled to go into a concert. But at the same time, you are engaging in a monopoly that is dictating the market and the prices. If there were competitors in the marketplace that competed and had venues like Live Nation, the prices would come down. They would because it's competitive. When you have anti-competitive practices, they can charge you whatever the fuck they want. Okay. Because no one else is going to be there to offset those, that competitive price. No one's there to do it. So you're getting screwed if you want to go to a concert. That's the whole point. It's not about being entitled to going to a show. It's about the impra- the practices engaged in by Live Nation Ticketmaster that completely make it a non-competitive industry and you end up paying more when you shouldn't. That's what it's about. So, yeah, I hope something comes of it. I hope people really get serious about this. And I hope people, especially in California, where this law has been enacted and good good on California for doing that. Pay Italy, you know. when, you, when you look at that, well, you know. You know, look at look at where those fees are going. Post your receipts on social media. You post pictures of your food. You check in wherever the fuck you're at, even if it's at a gas station or a donut shop. <laughs> Take a picture of your fees and start acting Live Nation and Ticketmaster on those pictures and say, "Explain these fees to me, Ticketmaster. Explain these fees to me, Live Nation. Explain well, it." Well, you know, Jay, and it's not just concerts. It's baseball Four games events. and NBA, yeah. and it's um you know shows if you want to go see a show if you want whatever Ticketmaster holds most of that stuff you know even if it's not a live nation because Ticketmaster you know the ticket service was already in existence live nation bottom so they said okay we're already here you know (laughs) we're not going anywhere so they have all the sporting events and all the big events I mean do they have the sphere that new place out in Vegas I'm sure they do that you know, okay. so I mean, they've got, and I have, and I know they have international too. So, I mean, put your fees up for everything that you go to with these people. I mean, if you're if you're going to purchase a ticket, 
that was base 125 and it's like over $500, over $300 when you check out per ticket. You know, and don't forget parking. They own right. a lot of the parking too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you've got multiple, multiple people, you know, going to the concert and you pay yeah. like $400 total and they paid $200, ask them, like, what do your fees add up to and see if they're the same versus, you know, larger or smaller ticket prices yeah. where they vary in those fees because that's really an interesting question because like i said everything's automated right. the machine is not working harder it's not it's not more time to print up tickets that cost a five five hundred dollars a piece versus tickets that cost fifty dollars a piece it's the same automation so why do they cost more and here's the thing well, you say, well, you know, more tickets, more percentage. So then it's advantageous for them to have the monopoly so they can raise ticket prices to astronomical levels because it benefits their fee structure. Again, and they can, don't forget, they invent the scarcity too. You know, right. that's, right. that's what that whole, that whole exercise you go through with surge pricing and dynamic pricing when you're checking out that, you know. Have you ever asked yourself the question when you're looking, when you're on the secondary market, right? God. And you're on StubHub, you're on SeatGeek or wherever it is. Yeah. You look at available tickets and you see all these tickets, all these tickets, right? And they're for higher than the amount by, by Ticketmaster. But then when you go in the Ticketmaster and you look up seats, those same seats, are not available because they're on the on the on the secondary market. Well, ask yourself a question: If all these seats are available, who's buying them, and why would you resell them for higher price when sixty percent of the venue is still open? Because that's that's what they do. They put forty percent out, or whatever the percentage is, it's a low percentage of the tickets, and then they create this buzz. Oh my god, low ticket alert! Oh, tickets are going fast. You know, we're sold out. But then you go on the secondary market, that's 60%, and you're like, oh, crap, man. The same ticket that cost 80 bucks is now 250 bucks. Why are yeah. all these seats available? Right. Ask questions. Knowledge yeah. is power. Ask questions. And that's the thing. And, and elect people that will ask those same questions that you have. So pay attention. Stop yeah. worrying about political memes and whatever on Facebook and social media. 95% of that stuff does not even affect your life. No. Okay. Worry about the stuff that affects you. Like yeah, because if we, if we can't if we can't afford to go see our bands, how are they gonna live? Right. And here yeah. again, I've said this before in other episodes. Metallica, Pearl Jam, Taylor Swift, Springsteen, you know, Springsteen, the common man rock and roll guy, <laughs> right? The blue collar guy. Where where are you guys? Where where are you? Where are you stepping up for your fans? Where are you? Where are you stepping up for the young kids that want to go see you that maybe don't have the means to pay for these tickets? They rely on their parents. Where are you? Why aren't you saying anything? Like, it's not up to you. I guarantee you, like the cure did, right? You can dictate prices based on a contract that you're going to sign with them. You think they're going to... The option is go to other venues. Maybe that option's not there. But if Taylor Swift stopped touring, that money train for Master, one of those several money trains are gone. So if you all band together and all these big acts stop touring, 
a message is sent and change starts to happen, right? Yeah. You, you may have to suck it up, Buttercup, Pearl Jam, Taylor Swift, Metallica, Foo Fighters, Springsteen in the time being because you're not touring, so you're not getting that money. But I'm sure you got enough money anyway. But well, you know, if well, if they do, if they don't, if they did something like that, and you know, you really were missing Taylor Swift, you know that you can take a course at Harvard in Taylor Swift. You know, in the meantime. That's for real. Yeah. Well, listen, when I was back in school, school, I took took a Keanu Reeves film study class. (laughs) I can't really, I I have no But I, the comparison of Keanu Reeves and Taylor Swift in my book, Keanu Reeves is, I think, a genuine human being (laughs) who is kind and caring and, you know, maybe he's not the best actor in the world, but I love all his movies. So I would ten million trillion zillion times pick Keanu Reeves over Taylor Swift. That's just me. Personally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, that's, <laughs> that's a given, right? But again, like when are these when are these bands going to step up? I mean, I don't know. I have what are they making, doing? Taylor Swift, I think, is, is going to be the first rock star billionaire. God, no kidding. She already is, isn't she close? I mean, I think she could gotta be close. I mean, I mean, it's like, you know, so you get all this money from Live Nation. Yeah. All these shows. You have these wristbands around your wrist that all your fans love, right? And you definitely got a great PR machine that puts you in the light of positivity. Well, why don't you step up and say, hey, Live Nation, I'm not touring until you fix your prices and your fees. Metallica. Well, I think not- she's trying with the lawsuit, so we'll see what happens. But and the other ones, how about where's yeah, they did this before. Well, you know, they're touring, they're busy, you know, they're cutting a new album. Um <clears throat> they already went up in front of the Senate, it didn't work, but they're back with Ticketmaster, so I don't know. And I yeah. love Pearl Jam, you know, but I, I I don't see them doing a whole lot on this front. I love all these big artists that go through yeah. certain live nation. I mean, whether it's Iron Maiden, whether it's Metallica, whether it's the stadium tour that was, you know, put out and yeah. you know, tour it's, it's, I love all those bands, but at the same time, Do your something. fans that you're looking out to in those crowds are getting fucked. Yeah. They're not saying anything. Yeah. All you're doing is counting your cash. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I if there was a if there was an industry boycott of concerts for the big, I'm talking about the big fish. Mm. Things would change. Things would change because if you if you stop the money train for Live Nation, because they make all their money on those big shows, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it can be done. Robert Smith did prove that. I mean, Robert you Smith know, they it, did. They yeah. did listen to him. They will listen. I think the most powerful protest. I see all the protests going on in the world and in America today, and I'm like, you know, okay, you have the right to protest, and nobody should ever take that away. But the more powerful option is the pocketbook. Look what happens when we take our money away. Look what happens when we stop buying things. You know, and if there was nothing to buy, well, oh, well, that whole economic cycle, you know, I mean, they called it Taylor Bump Swift. I mean, I'm sure the class is going to study because, you know, like we mentioned before, cities that she plays always get an economic bump when she plays, you know, for two weeks before and two weeks after or whatever. And they have notice a, a measurable economic bump. So 
that kind of power, you know. And I and I want to say first off, right? Like this is not a shot at anyone. No, right? I'm not saying bad Taylor Swift or Taylor Swift is bad. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, at least she's stepping forward with a lawsuit, right? Right. Where are the other bands? Where are the other Nothing. artists? Where's Bruce where, where, where are the Stones? Where where's Springsteen? Where's all these bands that you know Guns and Roses? Where are all these big acts that are mm-hmm. that are just collecting the cash and not stepping up? It's not just one. I'm I should we should praise Taylor Swift for actually filing a lawsuit. Yeah, see where this goes. I think that, that it's an important thing to follow for all music fans, whether you're a fan of her music or not. Right. But again, more artists need to take part in this. This needs to be right. all hands on deck. If you truly are appreciative of your fans, exactly. we'll do something for your fans, right? Do something for them. I would like to see that, you know, but we'll see. It seems to me that like only lawsuits, though, so, you know, I, I guess if people really, if they did that, they pulled out and people just boycotted and said, we're not doing it. We're not paying it. And lawsuits, the, the three ways they're going to, you know, and the Senate legal. So hopefully something happens because, you know, as we go forward in time, you may have noticed their fees haven't gone down over the past few years. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any end in sight unless there's an intervention somehow. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. No, exactly. Speaking think- of lawsuits. <laughs> Um, so you want the uh, lawsuit TikTok update? Yeah. Okay. So there was the one that um, was in Montana. They banned uh, TikTok, the app, from being uploaded and distributed and bought, etc. In Montana. Now, are you talking? Are you talking government employees or the whole state? The whole state. Okay. Okay. Wow. So they they passed that law and it went into effect and then it got challenged and it was struck down. I'm not sure if it's a stay while they they go back because the main problem is jurisdiction saying that um Montana and they included Indiana and a similar one, they just don't have the right, the proper right to make those kind of rules, you know. Mm. There's a first amendment. Um the first amendment issue came up in the Indiana case but in montana it was just like well you want to pass a law that really should probably be at the federal level because you know it involves interstate commerce international companies and you're you're, you know it's really kind of making law at a level that probably can't be enforced at the state level so they kicked it out and now they're gonna both they roll both the indiana and the montana into one case and i i think it's might be headed to the supreme court i'm not sure yeah, I it's always kind get confused, of like, you know, like what states' rights are versus federal rights. I mean, we saw, right. you know, we saw Roe v. Wade be overturned based mm-hmm. on states' rights. Right. So, I mean, if we're going to go down that path again, where states have the, you know, individuality of 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 the state to pass the laws that they're comfortable with and want to have, what determines what is strictly for states and also for federal. I'm I'm curious to see where right. all this goes because it doesn't just affect Ticketmaster or, or I'm sorry, TikTok, right? right. I mean, it's, this sets up a precedent for other things. So if it involves like TikTok, can you then, you know, can a, can a state ban Facebook? Can a state ban Instagram? I think it's more 
detail with the amount of information that's gathered and the reason why and who owns TikTok in the end. And that's an enemy of our country. It's a communist state. So that's a little different. It's a little deeper. Look at Montana. Like, why is Montana doing this? Well, when you look at that air balloon that went over Montana, that's in Montana, I think, um, it's because a lot of our weapons are stored in Montana because of the vastness of the state. There's room to store stuff underground. There's missile silos. There's a lot of stuff that's in Montana. It's an important state for our defense or for the defense right. of the country. So that's interesting to see. That's a huge thing. And that's kind of why, you know, it's probably the motivation of Montana is, hey, we got a lot of, you know, important things for our country in the state. Yeah. Do we want to be tracked or we have everybody tracked in our state by a foreign country that's our enemy? No. It's a very, um, very valid question. They don't. And what's interesting, so now they're going to kind of, because there's a lot of other states that are suing TikTok too. So what they're going to do is kind of wait and see the outcome of this one. Um, but there's one state that's going forward with a, a lawsuit against them is Utah. And Utah is suing them actually for um, getting their children addicted to an algorithm and it's deteriorating their mental health. Um, and that there's three of them. And the third one, I forget the second one, I wrote it down somewhere, but the third one is that they're enmeshed with a foreign national country, a foreign national country. They're enmeshed with China and their ownership is, uh, non-American and it breaks, uh, commerce laws and some other things that they're going after. So they, so it will be interesting to see how Utah pans out because they're taking a different angle. And they're really saying that, you know, we don't want TikTok in our children's life. We just don't. We think it's detrimental to their health, their mental health. And it's um, you're selling it and you're or you're um, making money off it. You're making money off something that's harmful to children. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting lawsuit because. I know the UK has stipulations and that's mm-hmm. why the UK won their lawsuit last year. Maybe it was earlier right. in 2023 or 2022, but they have that you cannot market or something like that to children or you can't do th- certain right. things. Under 13, you can't right. collect data. Yeah, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't and, collect data on, on, on right. young, young kids. So yeah. if anything else, I think that's important to do so, especially if it's, it is, if it has been proven to be mm-hmm. mental health issues. The one thing I worry about is how narrow of a scope or how broad of a scope is that determination on what is harmful to children? They have a bunch of scientific studies, you know, government studies. They have a lot of research going into this. So they spent two or three years researching it. And so now they've put together the lawsuit. I believe they already filed it. Because um, they've got a lot. You know, can they say, you know, heavy metal? rap music or whatever exactly no no it it goes into detail with this this specific algorithm the way that tiktok works and the way that it affects young people's brain because it's designed to be an addictive thing Uh, you know its design is to hook uh young minds almost immediately yeah that's what the algorithm does so no they have a ton of scientific research going into this and it looks interesting, uh, but I think basically TikTok is going to be um, ultimately banned nationwide on state, government, military 
phones and, and devices. And it, I don't know if it's going to go state by state or it's going to be federal after that, what kind of limitations, because a lot of First Amendment rights and issues that come up with this. So, you know, you're infringing on somebody's uh, First Amendment right to post a channel on TikTok and that's how they make their money. So you're uh, impinging on their livelihood. Um, so there's a lot of different questions that come into it. Yeah. So and TikTok, I, you know, and I, and that. Yeah. And as I always say, too, you know, the Constitution isn't just made up of the Second Amendment. You can't care about one amendment and not care about the rest of them. You know, if you truly are a a um, a constitutionalist, as people like to call themselves, you need to defend every amendment. And that includes defending the right to protest, even if there's a protest that you don't like. Right. That's just the way this world is. There's a lot of things about this world that we don't like. That doesn't mean it has to be banned. Okay. Because no. you don't like it. Exactly. However, when you get into TikTok, it's not just banning it because you don't like it. There's, like Christy said, there's compiled evidence of the harm that's doing to children and coupled with the fact that it's owned and it collects data for an enemy of our country in China. Yeah. So there's a couple there's things that make it different than just banning a protest because you don't like what they're protesting or you don't like what they're doing. Again, you don't have to like it. There's a lot of things I don't like in this world. Doesn't mean it has to go away and people can't do it. Exactly. You know, I mean, so we'll find out what happens with that. I, I really, you know, and TikTok has rolled out a whole bunch of new tools for um, music, TikTok music you know, or, or music, TikTok, whatever they're calling it. And um, is, there's a lot of that activity going on. And it's not my thing. So, I, you know, I know there's an audience out there for it. Again, they've hooked all these kids on it. So, of course, they have an audience, right? So um, that is going to probably grow exponentially. So, you know, I mean, they're having, they're very successful. They, you know, have millions of followers and users and yet can be so detrimental at the same time, you know, so it's going to be tough, I think, to regulate it going forward. So keep an eye on that. I don't, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And just as a personal note, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but if you are a parent, and your kid has TikTok on their phone, you may want to try other ways to help them utilize their time. Just saying. <laughs> because it comes yeah. and affects their emotional state. There's a reason why mental health has become a huge issue with the younger generation. It's because mm-hmm. they're getting inundated and manipulated by things like TikTok, things like Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, if you ever get on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and they have those shorts or reels, whatever they call it. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You can't just look at one. You have to keep going to the next one, to the next one. And before you know it, you've been sitting there for an hour. Not talking to anybody, just watching these 30 second to a minute, 30 second clips. And you're all right, one more. And then you do five more. It, it, it really pulls you in and it sucks you in. And I'm a 48 year old man, right? I've been, I've been around the block, like, but I find myself just captivated by this. Imagine if you're 12, 11, 10 year old kid who doesn't have the ability to know what limits are every day. Every day, just being looking at the stuff and just tuning out the outside world. Then what ends up happening is they lack social skills, they lack coping skills, they lack they lack being in a confrontation with somebody. I had a uh, a conversation with a friend of mine about the the young generation not communicating or mm. or just if they have to deal with a problem, they walk away. They can't deal with a confrontation when it's physically upon them, not a physical altercation, but just like you're talking to someone face to face. It's very hard for the young generation to do that. And that's because they are born into the block generation. Meaning yeah. if you don't like what someone says on social media, you just block them block and they go them. away. That's not yeah. how real world in the no. physical world works. No. You know, if you want to teach your kids something on the computer, teach them SketchUp, you know? Then they'll know how. Then they'll have a, a trade when they graduate. It's fun. It's easy to learn. Kids learn it really easy. You learn how to design buildings and stuff. You can do all kinds of fun stuff with SketchUp. And you know, if they want to be on the screen, it's not expensive. It's gonna pay off a lot more than TikTok. <laughs> yeah, just you that's just my suggestion. You know, do something fun or go outside. You know, holy shit, there's an idea. Yeah, Get off the screen. Go park. Go play frisbee. Remember frisbee? We used to play frisbee and hacky sack till I mean forever. 
now now they you know we were addicted to that now kids are addicted to screens and algorithms ah <laughs> yeah so it's just like i said you know make sure that you're watching your kid when they're on that tiktok stuff and limiting time and and getting off their phone all in general till they're older i mean yeah. you know and i'm not just talking just 10 11 12 i mean your your cognitive mind does not develop to your 25 yeah. right you know um so that's why you always see a jump in maturity as someone gets older is because they're developing their frontal lobe more mm-hmm. and if kids are still developing their brains and they're on these phones and they're doing this TikTok, it affects their frontal lobe. So like I said, problems with communication, problems with coping, problems emotionally, problems just socially. So making eye contact, for right. example. Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, my God. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to make eye contact. I had a, another friend of mine who has a, who knows a young kid who is in sales who never makes eye contact with anybody because they just, he, he can't, he just was never because of the phone and because of the computer. I'm telling you, I've predicted years ago, but at some point in this country, there'll be English, there'll be history, there will be all these schools in high school and there'll be conversation one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, conversation. Great. That would be nice. Uh, Let's see. Speaking of conversations, uh, have you spoken to your uh, chat? GPT, have you given it a name or anything like that? I have not yet. I have not. I'm I'm afraid to go into that realm. I know eventually I'm going to, but again, <laughs> why it has the ability to be great. It really does. Like with anything, the positives that this can do are in, insane. Like there's actually medical researchers that are using ai to help them mm-hmm. find cures for diseases right it's amazing yeah and that's an amazing part of it like all this information is you can pull so in that aspect that's absolutely phenomenal like if you can cure diabetes or you can cure aids or cancer cancer Let's whatever you. We can you know? put them on cancer please <laughs> yeah i mean that would okay. be huge for it to do that oh yeah but then there's the negative part right i mean there's a lot of people that speculate that within the next decade, next 10 years, we will have to have passcodes for each other when you call because to make sure the person is legitimate. To make sure the person is is not someone that took your voice and manipulated your voice to have a computer conversation or your physical entity, a FaceTime call looks just like you. You're going to have to put in a passcode or a verification code on your whatever phone because of AI generating fakes. Uh, well, you've seen, you've seen X, what they're doing now. Um, the community, uh, what is it? Community standards or whatever. They're calling out all the fake um, AI pictures. I mean, they're all over mm-hmm. Twitter or X. They're yeah. all over. I mean, I saw three today and then right underneath that community notes. That's it. Community notes. We're like, this is a fake. This is a AI. This is a AI. I'm like, this is the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one. I mean, every picture is being called out as being AI. Yeah. All right. I'm like, what's going to be real? Right. I mean, um, as far as an update on music and AI, well, there's tons and tons of things coming out and tools to help 
artists and writers and creators use AI and there's a lot of software. A lot of people are jumping into that boat and just, you know, there's going to be a ton of stuff to choose from and whatever you want to do. It's going to be able to help or hurt. I don't know, <laughs> but you still have to have a human on board to claim a copyright. AI can't artificial intelligence still to this day right now can't claim 100% copyright, but there is a, area that they're going to have to look into and it's for sync music you know um for films and television commercials and background that kind of stuff sync a lot of people who do sync want to use ai just to go ahead and give them the parameters of course they've been trained and copyrighted you know ai um that's their models they've been model so they understand copyright but these guys want to use it this this particular group of people just to write little sync music like 10 seconds here five seconds there seven seconds there and they just want to program you know their ai to do it and they want to claim copyright but there, there's going to be a they're going to have to figure it out probably in court where that line how, is how can you tell you know? isn't that I mean, interesting how can you tell if something is ai generated uh, yeah, it's been really hard. You're today? right. Like, We're going to have to have passcodes. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, oh, for music, right? Like, how? Well, yeah. How can you, you determine? Know. How can you determine whether an artist used AI to write a song versus organically, authentically writing a song? How do you tell? I mean, is there an answer to that? Like, is there a way to find that out? Like, if you go into ChatGPT or AI, that stores that. Um, chord progression and whatever so you can go check to see if it is and is that how you determine it i don't know the answer to that and it's a you know a great question because i mean if i'm using my chat gpt account can someone have access to that to to check a trademark or copyright issue holy shit we're just gonna is it all, is it all based well, on honesty it's all based on you know <laughs> Will we trust? No, well, these, no, these, they're going to want the people who are doing sync and writing little snippets and, you know, background music and what have you, they're going to want to own the copyright and then sell it, right? That's where you, you can actually make some decent money doing sync. Um, so they're not going to want to miss out on that money, but they're going to want to use AI to save them time and go, hey, go write, you know, 210 second background clips that are in the key of G or what I see and, you know, make them all a little bit different. Don't infringe on copyright and then go. And then you've got 200 in the bank. You can just, you know, whatever. And of course they're going to claim copyright on the, on the whole entire segment, uh, whatever it is they're selling or whatever they're creating. So I, you know, I don't know. That's, there's some gray area there. And, and how would we know? There's, I don't think any way right now with this technology we have that we're going to, we would be able to tell the difference in a movie or, or a TV show, well, whether yeah. something was written by code or something was written by a human. That's the thing. If you have a struggling artist or band that, you know, needs an EP and, and they're struggling and with money and what's to stop that band from going to chat GPT and saying, Hey, this is what we want. This is our, you know, I want you to make this sound like XYZ band, which is them, and make it sound like Zeppelin, the Stones, and the Faces. 
and write a and create a mid tempo song about about uh, loss or about you can love. Do that now. You, you can know, do and, that yeah, now. And the thing you can do that. So an artist can do that, and then they make the song. They go to the you know they 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 put it on their label. They claim they wrote it. How do we find out if it's not? Like, how do we find that out? I mean, that's the, I guess that's the million dollar question. Well, they already said they, the human cannot claim copyright if they say generic things like write it in the key of C. That's not good enough. It has to be very specific to have your stamp of originality, I would imagine, because it's an original work that's being copyrighted. So they can't just do the prompts. Like, I don't know, right? Uh, Stones, faces, groove, and C, and, you know, 4-4 tempo, and make it, don't make it sound like them, but make it sound like in the vein of, you know, that's not copyright. But again, how do you know if someone, how do you know if someone did that or didn't do that? I don't know. Right? You're, I mean, you know? (laughs) I I mean, that's the thing. How do you you know that? Like, how are you going to be able to figure that out? That's, that's the question. That's why I think a lot of this AI stuff needs to be slowed down a little bit. We need to pump the brakes because this could get really out of control in a lot of different industries, not just music. But okay. that's why the big Hollywood oh yeah strike was, and it wasn't about sure. the actors. It wasn't about the actors making you know five in no. ten million a, a, a show. It was about well, people that work on sets. It was it was the set builders. It was the you know, the the people in the background who get minimal payment, that whole industry could get rid of all these people. And then you have all these people out of work. That's what that fight was for. So don't be that, oh, these Hollywood stars make enough money. They're going to be fine whether they use AI or not, the big stars, because you're going to go see a movie that has the big movie star in it because you want to go see it. It's about all the other things, the special mm-hmm. effects, the sound guy, the set guy. All that stuff that could all go away with AI, and that's why they stood up for people like that. That's if you want to say what I mean by Ticketmaster. What all the big time actors did in Hollywood was to stand up, stand up for the little guy on these sets. That's what I'm talking about with what these musicians and these bands need to do for the little guy, the people buying tickets to their to their shows. That's exactly. how change happens. Like Christy said, the pocketbook. Once you stop the money train. For an, for an industry like the Hollywood actors and actresses did by saying, we're not doing any movies, we're not doing any promo, we're not doing anything, what happened? It got solved. Maybe not They didn't solved, even dress up for Christmas in their little Marvel outfits or anything. Yeah. They said, no. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't promote anything, you couldn't do anything. None of, none of these actors were going on talk shows because that was it was against talking anything about any movie or movie they're working on. They did it, and they stood up for the little guy. That's what these bands need to do for ticket buyers, for Ticketmaster. So, again, AI is a is a very important issue in industry. There are a lot of issues with a lot of different indices with AI, and you need to pay attention because if you don't think it can affect your industry or your job or your kids in fields that they're going to go into, it will. It will. So, oh, yeah. Somehow, it's some a- point, every industry is going to have something that AI impacts every industry. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I don't think it's going to slow down. I mean, you know, Elon Musk has got his coming out Grok. I don't know if it's out right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I got, I got, I got the option for Grok 
I don't even know what it is. It's pretty funny. What is it? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's his AI, and um, you can go into Grok mode, but he also have has one called Fun Mode, and uh, you can add prompts into the Fun Mode. And uh, what I've seen on, he's been on a couple podcasts, and I've seen him demo it, and it's pretty fun. (laughs) It really, it is. I mean, I'm not the biggest. Elon Musk fan in the entire world, but um, you know, we'll see where it goes. He's actually afraid of AI and he I know he wants to get it right, but it's out there. It is yeah, it's out there and it's gonna become more and more of our lives as we keep moving forward. And you know, people that are our age, you know, we're gonna get the tail end of it, but it's yeah, younger generation, like my son who just entered his first who's going into his second semester of college. His generation is really going to be affected. And the generation after that, if we keep going, there's going to be nothing for people to do. And yeah, everything no, that is done can be copied in a matter of seconds. We need to get a better handle on this because it's getting way, way, way out of control. That's already happening. The, you know, the, the job loss to automation and robots is going to be staggering around the world. So, I mean, yeah, it should be slow. Well, you know, actually for Christmas, the very first, um, AI robots went on sale. The, the the ones from the Black Mirror episode, those really weird dog things, they're available now commercially. You can get them in small, medium, and large. Yeah. Well, I, 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 love, I, I love dogs. <laughs> I know. I, that's I would too be, weird. I would be freaked out <laughs> if I went to someone's house and there's this mechanical dog walking around. I, I would I would leave. I'd be, I'd be like I'm not anywhere near that. Fucking you've yeah. seen that one, right? Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen I'll, it. Yeah. Oh god, that that thing freaks me out. I actually I couldn't even finish Black Mirror. I only watched a couple episodes of that. That everything, every episode just hit a little too close to home on Black Mirror. What's well, the same when art becomes when art becomes reality, right? When art becomes yeah. reality. I mean, that's the big thing. It was scary. It was really scary. So, but you know, people are out there making music by AI, and they're they're not they're using it in a in a constructive and creative way. And so, I think there is room for that tool. Right. You know, I we just don't want the tool to take over. That's all. I think. That's, right. That's I think there's there's positive analysis. things. I mean, if AI can be used to create. Vaccines for diseases and cure diseases. I think oh, yeah. that's that's a game changer. But when it starts affecting people's livelihoods and jobs, yeah, I know there was a politician that started talking about. Um, I forget what they called it. Where every <laughs> gets a amount every month, right? Yeah, it's called the universal basic yeah. income. Basic, yeah, universal basic income. And everyone was like, well, give people, you know, for, you know, give people money who aren't working. Well, if technology keeps encroaching on industries and just getting rid of employees and all these people don't have jobs to go to because automation is taking over at some point, what's going to happen, right? I mean, it's going to, it's going to break the system because you're going to have all these people not working in whatever industry they go into, they find ways to, to, you know, eliminate their jobs. I don't know if it's a law that's passed where you can only use a certain percentage of 
artificial intelligence in your company or what you do manufacturing wise, sales wise, whatever it is. But if this doesn't stop, that's what's going to happen. Right. I mean, there'll always be people in certain positions, There's always going to be a doctor, right. That visits you and checks in on you. But will there be a nurse that's a live person or will it be an AI nurse? Like, hey, hey, uh, four, six, five, two, F32. <laughs> what is the proper medication to prescribe with these, these symptoms? You know, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I mean, if you think about it, Universal basic income is actually going to be a necessity if you want to prevent collapse of societies, because that's what it will lead to. Because we already have enough homeless people in the United States and then the immigrants on top of it, that there's already enough people in the streets that aren't cared for. Um, and if you take away swaths of jobs, whole sectors, wholesale, just you're manufacturing one day and you're doing this. Boom, gone. Customer service, boom, gone. Manufacturing, boom, gone. You know, uh, service industry jobs, fast food kiosks, all that, fast food, gone. All of it, all at the same time because the technology is already there and, and the systems are for sale and people can start implementing them. I mean, a lot of warehouses in the United States are already completely automated with one or two humans running it. They're just distributions, right? Completely automated. I think, you know, the, you think FedEx and UPS and all those companies are using that. So what's going to happen if you let all these people go, um, with nothing to do and no money to live on? Yeah. I mean, That's we're, why, you know, we're seeing at the grocery store. I mean, how many automated yeah. checkout lines are there? Yeah. This is the guy or Day gal taking your stuff out of the cart and bringing it up. And why aren't we getting a discount if we use automated? The automated checkout lines, like why aren't we getting five percent off or ten percent off? Because technically, I, at that point, when we pull in that automated checking line, we become an employee of the grocery store because we're taking our items out of the cart, we're bagging our own items, we're putting our card in the or the system or whatever it is, and we're walking out, and we're basically just did the function of two people. Why aren't we getting a discount? Yeah. discount on that. I agree. I mean, I just think we're going to see that more and more. You can't go into McDonald's without saying, well, not that I've been to McDonald's in a long time, but when I go, I really love it. Um, you know, I, it was a, it was a kiosk. I had to the kiosk it. Panera was a kiosk. I mean, every, all the restaurants, fast casual and fast foods are going to go to a minimal skeleton crew of a manager and maybe one other person eventually and then all, everything in the, in the back area the back of the house is just going to be automated yeah so uh, and you're just going to see that so that whole industry that's you know you don't need a lot of education employees a lot of older people a lot of teenagers get their first jobs there so if those are eliminated what happens mm. so yeah. you know you think about it i mean when you think about it so it would be good to slow it down you know, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And I think that's why government at the government level, at government level, UBI, universal basic income is being discussed. I think there's a city in California that's rolling it out to all their citizens either this year or next year. Mm -hmm. um, because they're doing a test market to see if it works and they're going to give everybody like a thousand or twelve hundred dollars a month, something like that. We'll see. Yeah, I know. 
we got to keep people working somehow or living somehow because if they don't, you know, we got that's not good. We got to have a properly functioning society. So, right. like Jay said, look to your look to your legislators and your senators and your congressmen, local and, and federal, and see what they're up to. Just take a looky loo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that's the most important thing. That's how you can have your voice heard. That's how you can mm-hmm. counteract all the billions of dollars that go into lobbying and getting laws passed and regulation passed or like regulation reversing any type of regulation. It all goes because the companies always win, but we're the ones that suffer, whether it's our health, whether it's our lives. It all, we all end up, yeah, we all end up suffering. So, you know, again, worry about things that matter. Who's, yes. who's representing Bud Light does not matter. <laughs> no. It doesn't matter. I mean, seriously, that's the thing that we're going to, you know, people are going to stake their, you know, claim on the on the side of the mountain. That's the mountain they want to do on. What about all these other things that we just got discussed in the future? That's the important things. Not whether there's a transgender, whether there's a female, male, and a, and a commercial no. for a beer company. That doesn't No, matter. no. Those are distractions. First of all, be a good person, right? <laughs> and and if you're a good person, tell your friends like what's going on and go, hey man, check out your your people running our communities and our states and our country. Just check in on that. And then I, I coupled with things like the transparency laws, uh, you know, for fees and, and making sure that companies are held accountable and answer your questions. Right. As I told my son recently, wor- worry about the things that affect your everyday life. Worry about your healthcare costs. Worry about your, your, employment possibilities worry about your salary possibilities worry about all the things that go in that really matter right who's on a bud light commercial what song someone wrote in the lyrics you know that's that's all noise don't worry about that stuff that's not gonna lower your health care cost that's not gonna (laughs) you know give you a higher paying job or having your job eliminated that's not going to help any of that you going on on social media about a particular song, a particular commercial, all the stuff. Seriously, but, people, worry about yeah. the stuff that matters in your life. Yeah. Everybody, if you want to protest, I got a great idea for you. Energy costs, yeah. <laughs> food prices, gasoline prices. Okay. Start there. And then we'll talk about some other things. All right. <laughs> Let's fix the, the, the basics first. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I agree. What are, what are you looking forward to learning more about and following this year? Oh, my gosh. Well, I didn't even touch Spotify, but I think uh, they're making some moves and a bunch of stuff is going on over there. I think SoundCloud is uh, uh, growing and getting good. And then one thing I think is really emerging is uh, subs- bands are going to be using more subscription-based fan bases and building super fans and super fan bases using there's some competition to Patreon. A lot of people are moving away from the patronage uh, model and and building these super fan sites. There's um there's about five or six I'm looking at. They're they're new. They're all popping up. So you know when things are new, not all of them are going to make it. But I think. For bands, I think it's a really great way to look at it. And some sites like Bandcamp, 
you know, are um, having some difficulties, obviously, since they got bought. So a lot of bands are looking for alternatives. I think that's really exciting. Um, I think I think that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, we'll see. 2024 is going to be a weird, a weird year, I think. Um, I hope touring. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with touring this year. I mean, last year, the biggies made money, but I don't think anybody else did. So I think a lot of bands had a rough year of touring. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Great things to follow and great conversation. As Thanks, usual. Jay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll keep track of Live Nation and Ticketmaster. We'll keep track of what's happening with TikTok, AI, yeah. and some of the other things that uh, Christy mentioned, too, as well. like touring and the younger yeah. bands and how they're being structured and i do like this subscription based thing for bands too as well because yeah. that might be uh, a game changer in a lot of ways i'll look into it and see um see what the see what the deal is and if i can uh look into any of them make recommendations or whatever absolutely you know what's out there yeah because you know patreon is no longer the only um game in town so you know it's going to be a good year on that front. And I, and I think musically it's going to be a good year, actually. You know. We can do a lot of things. Like that, you know? When times are tense, good music comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, you, it's all about, if you look at all the success of social media, if you have good content, and I'm not talking about doing silly stuff like on TikTok. If you have performances that are solely subscription-based performances. And oh merchandise that is solely offered to subscription-based people fans will really really enjoy that and really want to be a part of something like that because oh yeah i think one of the things that we've talked about throughout the years that we've been doing this is the younger generation really likes the experience Mm -hmm. and they like to be and they like to feel special so if you spend five bucks seven bucks ten bucks whatever it is and you're getting exclusive performances just you know for subscription subscribers or if you've got merchandise or you've got you know all this stuff that you are able to show people and and perform for people and give people that might be a game changer so that's something really interesting to watch i like that yeah we're gonna check into it all right you guys thanks for having me all right talk to you guys in a a few months (laughs) all right talk to you next quarter That is Christine Eagle, our music industry insider. Once again, always great conversation. We do one every quarter. So if you go look back on the episodes, you'll see her episodes pop up, usually the first or second month of the quarter. But thank you again to her. It's always great. We'll keep track of all the things we're talking about. But again, this is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Smile more in 2024. Talk soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.